Grab your Bibles, if you will, and open them to Romans chapter 9. And um, I, I think it's incumbent upon me every so often to make this announcement. Um, if you're visiting with us at Grace Evan or new to Grace Evan, uh, we try to observe the Lord's Supper the uh, second Sunday, most months. It won't be true in December, but most months, the second Sunday of the month. And consequently, we, uh, we're convinced that, that this is why we're here. Not, um, nothing else. We are here to enjoy and remember the death and sufferings of Christ. So my comments are somewhat limited. We, uh, you could call them a sermonette or a sermuncle or a homily, but I'm just here to try and prompt you to enjoy this. Let me read you from Romans chapter 9, uh, beginning at verse 30. Um, perhaps familiar to many of you, Paul says this, What shall we say then, that Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it, that is, a righteousness that is by faith, but that Israel, who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness, did not succeed in reaching that law? Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. The grass withers and the flower fades. The word of our God, that, that endures forever. I, I think you know the name Philip Yancey. Um, if not, Philip Yancey is, is an author. He's written some favorite books of mine, uh, What's So Amazing About Grace. Um, he's got a book out now on prayer. He wrote a book, uh, Disappointed with God, uh, The Jesus I Never Knew. Anyway, Philip Yancey tells a story about being invited one year, many years ago, 20 years ago or so. He was invited um, by Scott Peck. Scott Peck is a Christian psychiatrist. Wrote a book called The Road Less Traveled, maybe. You read that? But um, Scott Peck invited ten Muslims, ten Jews, and ten Christians. Philip Yancey was one. To New Orleans for kind of a meeting. And the meeting was designed in the hopes that there would be some kind of common ground found between those three religions so that there could be a, a, a bit of community among us. And so the, the format was they were to meet, I, I think they gathered on a Wednesday, and they were going to spend Wednesday and Thursday in, in dialogues and discussions. And then the weekend was going to be spent visiting the various religions' worship services. The Muslims on Friday... Uh, the Jews on Saturday, and then the Christians on Sunday. So the, um, uh, the discussions began, and uh, very early on in the, um, the discussions, there was, a, there, was a discuss- there was a deep resentment that was voiced by Jews against Christians for what they called supersessionism. Now, that's a word I I first discovered just recently in a a book called Constantine's Sword, which is is an excellent book on the history of anti-Semitism. But um, it's really not that big of a word. Uh, Supersessionism, you know what supersede means, don't you? 
supersede means to go above or beyond? Well, Judaism deeply resents the fact that that Christians somewhat present themselves as having having superseded Judaism or were guilty of supersessionism. And um, the, the statements were statements were made like um, um, by one of the Jews. I, I deeply resent the fact that um, that you call the Old Testament the Old Testament, and and that you have absconded with the term Messiah. You treat us as if I, I feel like our religion needs to be some sort of relic. That needs to be found in a, a museum or a nursing home. One of the Jews in attendance in this meeting told the story about as a young boy that his, he was raised in a family that was the only Jewish family in their entire community. It, it was a small Virginia town and, and that every year his father was asked, he was a respected member of the community, his father was asked to, um, to be a judge in the Christmas tree lighting contest there in their community, thinking that he, as a Jew, could have a, a, an objective opinion. And so he and his father would drive around the community, and he said, I resented every mile of it. So that was part of the discussion, and as the discussion moved on, turns out that Islam was saying the same thing about Christianity. Philip Yancey said, I got to taste some of my own um, supersessionism. <laughs> because, because Islam is saying that just as Christianity grew out of and has roots in Judaism, Islam grew out of, has roots in Judaism and Christianity. I mean, Abraham was a prophet. Jesus was a prophet, according to Islam. But Muhammad, he was the prophet. Then, um, then, of course, the New Testament grows out of the Old Testament. And they both have a place. But the Quran, that is the final revelation. So much of the conversation amongst these 30 people, at least early on, centered upon this supersessionism. And then Friday rolls around. So it's time to visit each other's worship services. So they go to the, the Islam's worship service. And he says, Yancey said, it, it consisted primarily of these very reverential prayers to Allah. Then comes Saturday. They go to the synagogue. He said uh, there was a reading from the Psalms, reading from the Torah, which is the first five books of the Old Testament, the Pentateuch, and then some singing. He said all of that uh, could have been incorporated in a, in a Christian worship service. And then Sunday rolls around. And everything was just fine. Until this. 
Not only were they horrified, they were furious. Over this. What was it that so offended them? Well, for, for starters, God dying, the Messiah dying, um, the Messiah dies at age 33 by crucifixion. Yeah. And blood, blood being necessary to atone for sin, that, that God is angry at sin, somehow I failed. And not only, maybe the worst of all was that there is no Room for me to provide any of the righteousness necessary to save me? As if I'm some kind of helpless creature? And that, that I've got to depend on some kind of righteousness that's provided for me? Again, my... Um, my purpose this morning is not to deepen the already deep divide that exists between those three religions. There are certain things with which we can cooperate as what C.S. Lewis, not C.S. Lewis, um, Francis Schaeffer called a co-belligerent. I can be a co-belligerent with a Muslim over abortion, over racism, over homosexuality. I can stand shoulder to shoulder with Judaism over those things. I'm not trying to deepen that divide. But I am trying to tell you that there is nothing so unique as are the claims of Christianity. And there is nothing that better illustrates those claims than this. Did you know that? Did you know that this Lord's Supper that we're about to partake of, it is the, it is the essence of what we say as Christians. Nobody says what we say. Do you know what we say? We say blood was spilt so sin could be forgiven. We say Jesus died in my place. That his body was broken for me. We say that it is faith that saves and not works. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, 
Nobody says that but us. And nothing says it better than this. This is the visible representation of the very heartbeat of all we hold dear. And we're about to enter in. One more thing and I'm done. I want you to notice in our text the last phrase of verse 33. It says, And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. That's the promise of this, ladies and gentlemen. Do you? Do you believe in him? I'm referring to the one whose body was broken and blood was shed. Do you look to him and him only? Then the promise for us is you will not be put to shame. Ever. Let's pray. Father, I do pray that you will remind us of the richness, the profundity of all that's being said in a, in a dramatic and tangible way, in a, in a sacramental way, in a way that we can't say through a sermon, but we can say through an act, an action. And I pray, O oh God, that as your people hold these things in their hands, they will be reminded the great gospel in which is found great promises for people as wicked as we. Meet us here, Lord. Do so for Jesus' sake.